At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. A postseason red zone edition, and while the Niners aren't in the red zone, they are in Cowboys territory, already up 7-0, as you heard. Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners, though, right now facing a third and 21. You expect them to maybe at least try to get into a little better field goal range as they jumped out early against the Dallas Cowboys. We will keep you locked into what is happening in Big D today. Welcome aboard, everyone. You can find George Reister, the six-year vet, on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. And, George, I think this is the this is the question that we have to tackle today, that you you have to determine if you're on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. Do you like the Nickelodeon broadcast or do you want it to go away? Because I don't think you can sit on the fence with this. There is the Nickelodeon broadcast. We've already seen Elijah Mitchell get into the end zone with the uh, the slime zone. And I know if you're driving in your car, you can't see what we we're talking about. But we can tell you about what's happening. George Reister, are you on the side of yes for the Nickelodeon broadcast or is it a no-go for you? I'm 100% in. He's a hundred percent in. I am one hundred percent in. I'm in with SpongeBob for in in, in between the goalposts. I'm in the whole thing, and the reason why is because 
football is supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be great for 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 families, and it and it is a Sunday, so that gives you know families like kids who aren't necessarily engaged with the game on the same level, or because I know that my uh, younger kids they like watching ball some, but and eventually they grow tired of it. And we watched ball yesterday. And then so today to watch it, they need to have some incentive and this Nickelodeon thing. And it's fun, dude. Just the fact that you can further, you can watch the game and have it enjoyable for your family too. I love it. My life has changed in the past year as my wife and I had a baby boy last spring. So I, a year ago would have said, no way. I grew up in not watching in, in not needing this. I fell oh, in love with team oh, uniforms and daddy. team helmets and you know those things in the graphics on the screen. However, funny how life changes you and I am now on your side. I think I am all for it for the simple fact of if you could get everybody together. I don't know if my son would be interested. He's only eight and a half months now, so I don't think that throwing him in front of a TV screen that he would necessarily <laughs> care unless it was Paw Patrol on the field and i don't know if paw patrol maybe they'll make wait, an appearance he's paw, this wait he likes paw patrol already and he's eight months old <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no way well, it just just is enamored with paul the real one is blues clues that's actually number one i would say paw patrol is probably second in the ranking uh but if, that kid's if you a genius dude he's way ahead of the curve bro <laughs> bro so what you what you need to do too is you need to get him on that good cocoa melon bro the Cocoa Melon. On, on a YouTube. It is fantastic. Anything to get him stop crying in the car like we had oh, the other that night. Will, That's a- th- that will win it 100. <laughs> a, either either a, that or a, or a hay bear because they have like the dancing fruit and stuff like that that goes on. I'm telling you, dude, dude, dude if they put that on the Nickelodeon broadcast too, 100% the kids will love it. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. I want Ryan to weigh in on this. Ryan, are you for or against the Nickelodeon broadcast? Which, by the way, now is the Niners up 10-0 as Robbie Gold kicked a 53-yard field goal, 4.53 left in the first quarter. Ryan Bershinger, are you for the Nickelodeon broadcast or against it? Absolutely. I don't see any issue with it. It's no different than, like, the Manning cast or the StatCast broadcast in baseball. It's just an alternate broadcast for a different audience. It gives different possibilities for, for different people to watch. If you don't want to watch it, then watch the normal broadcast. It's fine. I I think it's totally fine. All right. So Ryan Bershinger is in. David Gascon, are you for the Nickelodeon broadcast at the update desk, or are you against the Nickelodeon broadcast? Dan, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah no. I think I think I know where the <laughs> Dave sides on this. Yeah. Do we do this with Major League Baseball or the National Hockey League or the NBA? Well, in fairness, nobody watches Major League Baseball. Anyway. Nobody watches the so NBA definitely. either. So that's, <laughs> yeah, true. that's true. You've got that. No, we don't. No, oh, we don't. Hold on. Here, here's the, the, and, the, and here's the difference is too is that to to get real down into the weeds in this the uh, the uh, NBA they skew way younger anyway. They already skews like super young as far as their viewing audience as highlights and everything else. But as far as the and with Major League Baseball, they are by far the oldest viewing uh, audience. So they may need to get into the Nickelodeon broadcast and, and the NFL gets it. They get it because they understand that they need to that they always need to be building younger fans. You always. Know, you know what they they did that was really good? 
and they stripped it away was in the mid-90s, early 2000s, is they used to have big hits on replay or like you'd have on Madden was great. They'd have the huge collisions, but they stripped all that away. Now they don't bring out yeah. highlight films. You had football follies and like NFL's hardest. Oh my hits, God! Yes, as you mentioned. In, in, yes. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no more of that. Dude, well, also because you dude, have countdown. They shows could that- never make an NFL's hardest hits except for on YouTube again, because that would some kind of way be be promoting, you know, uh, the wrong yeah. way to play football, no. and, yeah, and it, it would just be a bad look as far as the injury situations go. Uh, finally, our technical producer and the guy who actually deserves credit for this because I know his opinion on this, and I wanted to save it to the end. Iowa Sam, yes, are you for or against the Nickelodeon broadcast? Uh, here we go. Here's my answer. Little drum roll. It's big. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> what? I'm out. I'm out. Why? I'm out. Uh, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm an old man. I like to, you know. No, you are not things. an old man. Well, I'm not that, an old not that yet, is, but I'm an old man mentally and I just think it's cheesy. Iowa I Sam, <sighs> how many kids do you have? Uh, I have zero children. Exactly. This zero. is and and, and yeah, do but, you and do you have to compete for the television right. well, yeah. with 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 anybody? I do get that that if you're trying to watch the game, you could throw in the Nickelodeon broadcast and maybe your your young children would be more, you know. Uh, pacified by that, but I just, I just find like I gravitated for towards football without any little cartoon I blobs agree. of slime. <laughs> you know? I did, I did as well. I loved the helmets and the uniforms and actually the colors. The of game the itself is fun. To, That's you, why. Yeah. Watch. Hey guys, hey guys, you guys are living in. I, I, I will say, how old are you? Thirty-five. Okay, so you are living in in the uh, late eight. I'm sorry, early nineties, sir. Like that, yeah. that, that, that the temperament and the um, and even the, you know, the uh, attention span of people has gone way, way down. That's true. So kids but, have the attention span of like a housefly now. So. Yes. And, and since we are talking about how old people are, you guys, I want to acknowledge my man, Dan, Daddy Buyer who has become a father this this year, and today is his birthday. He's the yes. daddy. That and is correct. Yes, so, thank you very much. So happy birthday to my to my partner, Mr. Dan Byer. Dude, love you, appreciate you, man. Congratulations on another year around the sun. Congratulations on the family. Everything, man, you deserve it. And I a year a year from a year ago, I as I said, I would have been in the I'm not for the Nickelodeon broadcast, but it changed my opinion thinking when my son's five years old, maybe he'd be more interested in watching this. I'm hoping that he would love to watch football anyway, but to have the opportunity to bring him in and to bring that audience in is something that I would fully take advantage of. And I think it's something that Ryan Bershinger said is that it's not like it's the only broadcast and it's also not the Super Bowl like this is a playoff game but it's an alternative broadcast just like there was for the national championship game on Monday just like there is on Monday night yeah. with the Manning cast it would be and different it, if it were the only broadcast yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that would correct. be a little different it's just all the yeah. gimmicks I don't know it's just all the novelties little gimmicks and you know 
I don't know. It just they're uh, not for you, Sam. But like the, just <laughs> because you can you. do something doesn't mean you should or have to do it. It's not morally but, reprehensible that eh, they're doing these bit. things, except except Dave for the point. inclusion of young Sheldon. That's the only yeah. thing that's yeah, morally reprehensible here. But otherwise. Everything is fine. Everything that they're doing is totally fine. It's not mm. for 35-year-old Iowa Sam. <laughs> yeah, this is right. – I, I love I've been the, put in my place. What can I say? It, and the <laughs> broadcast of it, just hearing the highlights, uh, no eagles on the call doing the play-by-play. It isn't the breakdown that you would get on a normal broadcast. They even showed a replay of Elijah Mitchell's touchdown run, and they added like – like sparks from his feet. Now, he wasn't blazing down the field, but he was going into the end zone. I now, as a father, understand, okay, that's neat. If it can allow my son or if I had a girl, a daughter, to be interested in football and be able to watch it with me, I could get all of that. To George, to your Dan, point of being able to get everybody together, I can understand the it, reasoning behind it's, all It's football of that. with training wheels, Dan. It's football with uh, gutter guards, okay? <laughs> yeah. The game itself is fun. It's fun to watch uh, the game without the slime. You know, you'll, you'll realize, and I'm not saying you guys are selfish. That is not what I'm saying. But as I, I had the same thing as I grew up a football fan. I grew up loving football from a young age. I even watched a little bit of Super Bowl 16 yesterday because that was the first Super Bowl that I remember happening. That was the Bengals and 49ers in Detroit, and I wanted to watch some of it. And I remember those things. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need Nickelodeon to bring me in to watch the game. However, if it would allow other kids to do so, to watch it, then I'm all for it. And again, I have an option to watch this 49er Cowboys game on CBS, or I have the option to watch it on Nickelodeon. And right now, it's on CBS. I, I am all for it. George, I side that, with you. That's the thing that makes no sense to me, is how on earth can you be out on it when you don't have to be in on it? Like, like, like you don't have to, it, it is literally like, like, uh, like us saying, oh my God, I, I, I absolutely hate listening to country music in, in my, in my car. I hate listening to country music in my car. What is it? You don't have to listen to it. It's so just the fact is- that it exists, George. It exists. All right. Oh, okay. Can I offer something then, Dan and George? Yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead. I think if you want to increase a child's attention span into football, have them play sports. No, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I don't, see, I don't see, necessarily see, agree with that. That is I, how this is. This is how I know that you don't have kids because I, because there's a ton. I was of kids. a kid once. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like there. There's even a ton of high school kids who are getting recruited right now that I know for a fact because. Because my son, he did not used to like to watch football or basketball or anything on television, but loved to play. And now, and now he's grown to really like watching it on television too. But, but the main way that he consumes his sports, which is weird, is that he consumes the majority of it on YouTube, like, like post game, like he loves watching highlights and all of that stuff. But as far as just sitting down watching a game, the kid, kids these days are not like that anymore. I guess it's a difference in uh, generation there, George. So I guess it's I'll a, leave it at that. Here, here's, I'll just, I'll wrap it up like this. The best thing that I can say is, and it's to George's point, it is a perfect compromise 
if need be. So if you want to think about it for yourself and your own purpose, if you have children and say would be unable to watch a game, it's the perfect excuse to put it on, I hear you on to that. bring everybody together uh, in that way. Good argument. Instead, we will uh, keep you updated. By the way, the score is still 10 nothing on both CBS and Nickelodeon. So that doesn't change. There's just a little more slime on one channel than the other. And, have- and I am watching the Nickelodeon broadcast fyi oh you do you have that on really yeah, you'll yeah, have to tell yeah. us what because, graphics throughout the day because i accidentally turned it on when i when i when i moved from one television to the next so i accidentally put that one on so and then i was like huh, let me actually watch this and see how it changes my viewing experience as a as a person who's watching normal broadcast. So I'm not listening to the so at a break I'll turn up the sound and listen to the commentating and all that, but just as far as you know the 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 watching the game this bothers me none. It, I'll, I'll, not even a little bit. I remember as a kid <clears throat> going to Milwaukee County Stadium and about once a year we'd go to a Brewer game and they had the beer chalet in, in the outfield, and whenever a Brewer would hit a home run, Bertie Brewer would go down the slide. They have a slide now at uh, American Family Field, but it's different. He's not sliding into a beer mug, which was awesome. And then balloons would come out. It would be after a home run, and you'd be like, wow, all right, a home run. Not only that, you get to see Bernie Brewer slide down and balloons fly out. When Elijah Mitchell scored his touchdown, you heard – the, the people on the broadcast saying, oh, oh, here it comes. Look out. And then it was the slime fest. So, like, there is a connection to that that I could even make to to when I was a kid of watching sports and being involved in sports of maybe it wasn't just the home run that brought me in. It was Bernie Brewer, you know, going down the slide and looking at the uh, balloons fly out as opposed to now if a kid is watching and he wants to see the slime go crazy, he's going to be rooting for touchdowns. So I can, I can completely see that aspect. By the way, great input from everyone. I love it. Coming from all angles, it is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. You can give us your feedback if you're for it, if you're not for it. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Niners still holding on to that 10-0 lead on the Cowboys with 16 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Coming up next, the season is over for the Philadelphia Eagles. Should it even have been happening this weekend? We'll discuss that next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer, George the NFL Vet. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. And the Niners are driving again up 10-0 on the Cowboys early in the second quarter. Right now facing a second down and five from the Cowboys 26-yard line. 
And right now the 49ers have 11 first downs compared to the Cowboys' one. They have 147 yards compared to the Cowboys' seven. The Cowboys have already committed four penalties to the Niners' one. And when it comes to time of possession, the 49ers have had the ball for just over 15 minutes of the 18-plus minutes that have taken place in this game so far. And now, George, for the third game in a row, we have a complete dominating performance. This time, though, it happens to come from the road team of the San Francisco 49ers taking it to the Dallas Cowboys, a pick that a lot of people had this week because of how good the 49ers had been playing and people with questions about the Dallas Cowboys. But the point is, it's playing out to how many people thought this game would be playing out today. Well, I had less questions about the Cowboys than I had answers about San Francisco. When they came back from down 17 against the Rams to win, I was like, oh, oh, uh, everybody who plays them is in absolute trouble. Sure. Like like that, that, that this, it's funny because this 49ers team, right? This is a team that can beat any team in the playoffs, but can't win the Super Bowl. If that makes sense, like they can literally beat every single team in the playoffs, but then but can't win the Super Bowl. So you're saying like in a one on one matchup that they could beat anybody. However, if you look at the long play of the playoffs, yeah, for them to win four games in a row. No, but isn't isn't that what this is, though? Isn't it just a one game a week sort of thing? Is yes, it just it, matchup to matchup to matchup to matchup? And it's not it's not really winning four games in a row. It's just winning the game that you have and going one and oh. I know it sounds very coach speak, but isn't it just going one and oh each week? Yes, but when you look at the entire playoffs, right? You need the coach to I'm sorry, you need your quarterback at some point in time to be a superhero. And Jimmy Garoppolo he has not proven throughout his career so far that he can be a superhero yet. So it, uh, unless he comes up, because at some point in time, you do need your quarterback to be a superhero. Uh, unless you have the Baltimore Ravens, who who uh, when, when they won with Trent Dilfer, where they had a historically one of the top two or three greatest defenses of all time, then maybe you don't need that out of your... Uh, court quarterback, but aside from that, at some point in time in the in the playoffs, he's got to go be a superhero, and I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is built out of that. You don't think he can make that one play that he needs to, which so many people point to, whether it exactly. be in Super Bowl Fifty Four. One is- throw he needed to make one throw, and 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 that's even excusing the interception he threw with his eyes closed. Well, like, he's not, yeah, he's nine of eleven right now. And, but you just have the feeling that, and by the way, the Niners kicked a field goal. They didn't go for it on fourth and one, which actually may tell you how good they feel about their defense and how they're playing. They ended up settling for a Robbie Gold field goal. But there will be, there, even if Garoppolo goes 23 or 26, one of those three incompletions is going to be a, hmm, what kind of throw was that? Yes. Yeah. So, um, listen. Oh, oh, and the, and the other thing is, Sorry, with I didn't mean this, to throw you off track, George. My bad. Well, be, be, because I, I'm glad you did because it brought me back to the point that I wanted to make about where we just talked about the uh, the, the 49ers just kicking that field goal mm-hmm. to, to to make the game 13-0, right? How yep. do you think I felt about that? You hated it. You hated, hated the it. call. You despised the call. It was fourth and one. You're on the 21-yard line. 
Fourth and one, you're the most dominant team running the foot. That that was your chance to step on their absolute neck. And you and you bailed them out by taking a field goal. And now you're gonna make and now Dallas is gonna mess around and go get a touchdown. And it's gonna be a much closer game than it needs to be. I think that I, I think that the 49ers have won every single phase of this game so far, and it's even more of than the stats that I just rattled off. And I don't think that a stop that the Cowboys got to, to have San Francisco settle for a field goal is like a win in their book, where a fourth down stop, if they got the 49ers to turn the ball over in that scenario, I think then could give the Cowboys some energy and some juice. But right now... There doesn't seem to be any juice in that okay. stadium. A lot I'm of 49ers give you a prime fans. example. Prime example of this is: Do you remember what what happened? Uh, uh, Raiders, Raiders versus Cincinnati the other day. They kept holding Cincinnati two field goals, and then it ju- and then you end up with a tight game at the end of the game when it doesn't need to be. If whereas if you get one of those touchdowns, now you have an opportunity. And when you are a team that's dominant running the football like the 49ers are, you have to take advantage of opportunities like that. The 49ers, uh, again, just completely dominating this game, 13 to nothing with 934 left to go. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, obviously a slow start as the Cowboys now had, uh, well, the last time I told you, I had about seven yards of total offense, uh, getting a first down on an Ezekiel Elliott run. I just, I think it's Kyle Shanahan, George, just saying that we're better than they are. We aren't going to allow them to think that they are going to get any break or any stop. And I have faith in my team that we will go and we will stop Dallas again. And if we don't, we will go down and we will score again. I, that, that's that's the message that I think Kyle Shanahan has uh, given the score, 49ers. I, score them when you got them, buddy. Score them when you got them. It was fourth and one, and they had been slicing up the Cowboys. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that, so what did what did you think about that? D- did you think that was the, the optimal decision? Well, what did I – I probably would have gone for it. Thank you. However, I use can understand your, – Use your principle. Use your principle. What is what is your uh, standard for decision making in that in that situation? What is like it, would it, in regards to like yardage, like if it's fourth and four, like that sort of thing? Or no, is no, it just- no, 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 no. How do you make decisions on whether to go for it or not? We've gone over this many, feel? many times. Like, are you talking about feel or go by the book? Is that I'm I'm sorry, I added another year to my age today. So oh my maybe. gosh. Okay, okay. So so let let me remind you what your own principle is. Is what would the other team want oh, you yeah. to do? Yes, correct. So correct. so what did the I'm Dallas <laughs> Cowboys want the 49ers to do in that case? Probably kick the field goal. Thank you. That means go for it. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Today's show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. I I get it. I just think that Kyle Shanahan made the decision, and and I'm I'm, I'm looking at it more of not what I would do, but why Kyle Shanahan did it. And I think that, and this could come back to bite Kyle Shanahan in the butt. But I yep. think that he don't is be scared. Watched, 
he's watched this game and feels that his team is better than Dallas and his team will perform better than Dallas. And that is why he was fine with taking the points there. And and now Dallas is in prime position to go get a touchdown right now. Maybe, maybe that was the momentum. Maybe I was wrong. I didn't think it was, it was Kyle Shanahan's the thought process though, that, Hey, We've dominated so far. We don't want to give them another uh, window to uh, to move on from. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. Oh, former employee Nick Wright tweets in, ridiculous to argue. You go for it there. Yep. Nick's got a lot of awful takes on Twitter, so I'll just put that one in the – no, I'm just kidding. I, l- listen, I get I just I think it's Kyle Shanahan's point – of and it's not the not the Fox Sports one Nick Wright different Nick Wright just don't want to get him confused. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, I just think that that's that was the message that Kyle Shanahan was trying to send of that we are better than Dallas and that's why I'm going to kick the field goal on fourth and one. So, oh, and Clyde Ray tweets in he has no problem with the uh, Nickelodeon broadcast. Perfect. Loves See, it. good Yay. job, Clyde. Uh, did did uh, did Robbie Gold get slimed on that field goal? Oh, uh, no. I, no, I, no, I no, really no, no, should turn no, it over. Didn't. I really should. If, I, if I'm if i going to talk about it, I do. I should move over to the Thank broadcast. Thank you. Dude, it's a good broadcast. I'm I'm enjoying it. I, oh. I like the – I like it. it. It's fun. It's keeping me youthful right now. All right. Well, right now, Dallas seems to be on the move. Let's get an update of what's happening in this NFC wildcard showdown with the one and only David Gascon joins us. What's going on, Dave? Man, uh, just getting the end zone right now. Amari Cooper from Dak Prescott. Uh, they're on the board, the Dallas Cowboys are. So, pending a PAT, they'll be down six. 13-6 is the score right now. Dak Prescott, four of seven, 54 yards. The one touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. On the other side, Jimmy G, 9 of 11, 91 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 11 carries for 45 yards and also a touchdown run of his own. Debo Samuel so far, a ton of touches early on. He's got two receptions for 34 yards, four carries for 13 as well. Earlier today, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. This is a one-sided tilt. Here's the play, dropping to throw Brady. Looks toward the end zone, throws. Caught ball, Evans. She's got a Tampa Bay touchdown. Does a somersault, and the box put the dagger in the heart of the Eagles. Now, 17-0 in the first half, Buccaneers Radio Network. It was 31-0 at the end of three quarters. You guys get the picture. 31-15 was the final Tampa moving on to the divisional round. Philadelphia is now done. Brady, 271 yards passing and two TDs. Sacked four times in the affair. Jalen Hurts had a touchdown pass. It was late. Also was picked off two times in the affair. NBA, Suns topped the Pistons, 135-108. to Devin Booker in the victory at 30 points, four rebounds and four assists. Kid Cunningham had 21 on losing cause. He was ejected in the third quarter for taunting. Guys, back to you. Appreciate it, Dave. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byers. So now we do have a game in Dallas with that touchdown and the extra point being good. We didn't have a game earlier today in Tampa where the Eagles made it look like it was a decent game, but it wasn't. (laughs) Dave said it it was Tampa domination from the beginning, and it's not even like Tampa was at full strength. And this goes back to the to the point that we've talked about throughout the season is this extra wild card in, in the playoffs. Yeah, we love more football, but do we really love this much football when it's thirty one to nothing with the second seed 
beating the seventh seed. You know, if I'm I'm Tampa, basically today was just a day that their players could get hurt, which Tristan Wirfs did, which Ryan Jensen, their center, got dinged up as well. Like this is this is part of the problem, George, of why I don't like the extra wild card, and I like the two teams getting buys because it allowed some reward for the second seed. And now in the three games that we've had in the history of a seven-team playoff in each conference, we've had two blowouts or two games that just weren't exciting. Last year, Saints-Bears wasn't exciting either. It was a snooze fest. We had the Colts challenge Buffalo last year as the only game, and now we have a game tonight where Pittsburgh is almost a two-touchdown underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs. It just... I don't think that this is. I don't think that this is good for the playoffs. I don't think that adding another game and having that game be a stinker is what football fans want, and it's why I like the only twelve teams going in, six per conference, as opposed to the seven that we've got. It has not paid off for the football fans so far. Oh man, listen, you man. liked today. You liked that game today? <laughs> no, absolutely not, bro. That game was awful. <laughs> that game was. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. It, it was that was a scrimmage. <laughs> that was a scrimmage. That was, you know, a it, it was it was bad. And did I enjoy it? Absolutely not. But the reality, but the reality is, is that this is football. People have to play play better. So, I mean, the the seventh seeds haven't performed poorly every single every single uh game so so i don't so i don't hate it they they didn't last year so i yeah i don't i don't hate it at all i, the, the, I just hate the results the colts gave the bills a game last year but again we're just we expanded the playoffs and this is you know this is this isn't at the crux of what's happening with the college football playoff before that right you you know we got blowouts before playoff I, expansion, I, yeah, right? I yeah, I understand that, but I think that expanding the playoffs, like part of the conversation is, and it's kind of what we, part of the conversation is with college football, and and also it's a different structure because you do want to add more variety into the teams that are playing in the college football playoff, but it is also a conversation of, all right, how easy is it to get a path to a title? And I just think of the NFL when you have thirty-two teams. That teams 13 and 14 probably, and, and I know it's not as linear as that, where the 13th and 14th teams are from both conferences. Maybe you can go deeper in the AFC this year as you could go into the NFC, but I just don't think that those teams are realistic playoff contenders, championship contenders. And that's the issue that I have uh, with it of allowing these teams to get in. Like, if you want to, if you think that the if you think that the thirteenth best team in the NFL has a chance to win a Super Bowl, then go ahead and put them in the bracket. But I just don't think that they do. I don't think that that is realistic. I think, especially when if you, if it's a thirty-two team league and you want to take a third of the league, it's about eleven teams. I think they had it really set up nice with the six. And if you're Tampa Bay today, you're penalized almost by having to play a game and having to risk your guys getting hurt for a game that was never going to be much of a contest anyway. I just I don't think that it, what it's done is what the NFL wanted with the seven teams in each conference has been achieved. In two of the three games we've had, we've had snooze fests. And really no reason for the teams, the second seeds, to have to play those games. Oh, Dan. You, no. Well, what's next? They, Expanding it they even have more to make half the league make it? 
Well, no, because they they don't have that agreement with the uh, players, so they can't expand it. <clears throat> but but the reality is, they did achieve their goal, Dan. They What's, they achieved their goal of the money and the TV, correct, and mm-hmm. another playoff game. So they got what they wanted. You just didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> you're darn you're darn right. I didn't. I, I and look. We had great games in Week 18, and there were none better than what happened with the Raiders and the Chargers on Sunday night in Las Vegas. However, as that game played out, the only way that the seventh seed was affected in that scenario was the Pittsburgh Steelers. The, the Chargers and Raiders was, were still playing for their playoff lives, and the winner of that game was going to go to the playoffs, and the loser was going to go home. The only thing that changed in this scenario is the Steelers got in as a seventh seed, if it would have been under the old format, the Chargers and Raiders still would have had everything to play for uh, in that scenario in moving on. It didn't affect anything. Uh, it would have affected the teams that weren't playing in that game, but they all had reasons to win or, in this case, reasons to tie. And I just I, – I think if you expand it too much, it just – it's not that it diminishes the regular season. I just think it actually diminishes the playoffs. I just don't think that today's game was great for the National Football League. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We disagree on that. The 49ers did bounce back and answer the Cowboys' touchdown with a field goal. So Robbie Golds kicked three of them. 3 3 to go until halftime. Niners up on the Cowboys, 16-7. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. I am very happy for one NFL team. I will tell you who that is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Glad to be with you on this wild card Sunday. Niners and Cowboys right now at the two-minute warning. Playing in the second quarter at 16-7. Niners over Dallas. Dallas does have the football at a third and one in their own territory. And it looked like Ezekiel Elliott did not get the first down. So the Cowboys uh, will likely have a decision to make. Again, Niners up 16-7. to I will say this about the Nickelodeon broadcast, George. Their lines on the field are better than the regular broadcast. Yes, they are. 
even just seeing the line of scrimmage was more of like an aqua turquoise sort of blue that popped on the screen much better than what you see normally. And their slime line for the first down is easy to see, but that's also easy to see on the other broadcast. But I liked the the brighter colors on the line of scrimmage for the uh, for the Nickelodeon broadcast as opposed to what CBS has. Looks yes. a lot better. Much yeah. better, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> there's no, nothing wrong. Yeah, there's this. nothing to hate about this about this broadcast it's actually doing some things even better this is the future dude we are watching the future of you know of how to watch games like in terms of not necessarily the nickelodeon feed but there will be more interactive feeds as we continue this there's there's the opportunity to expand your audience as well by bringing in an age group that maybe wouldn't have cared about football but now do care about it and i think that that is a that is a good thing you know what else was a good thing george the What's Cincinnati that? Bengals winning a playoff game. Like, that was a good thing yesterday. And there are very few times in sports when you're – Why was that so good? Oh, by Why the way, the Cowboys so did get a first down because it had been 31 years since they had last won a oh, playoff game. Oh, you feel bad for people who don't win for a long time. Well, I, I, I just I, – I look at it like – and I look at that city and the – you know, the Reds are, are a part of that town, but there's no NBA team there. There's no NHL team. So it's a Bengals-Reds city, and there just isn't a lot to cheer for in that city. And another reason, a reason why I like it, George, is because, and why I'm happy for Cincinnati, is that they got the number one pick in a year where you have a franchise quarterback. Like Joe Burrow looks the part, he feels the part, he he feels like the guy that's going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years and be a pro bowler and be an all-pro. And the, very few times do those players come around to the National Football League. And you can even look at recent drafts of of the Jared Goff being first overall or how Jameis Winston didn't work out. But to do that for Cincinnati and to provide that team with something, like I think it was such a, a, a waste when the Pelicans couldn't keep Anthony Davis happy, so they lose Anthony Davis to the Lakers, and then they go and get another superstar with Zion. Like, to me, it's such a waste. Like, give that superstar to another team. Like, allow another franchise that needs it to uh, to be able to reap the benefits. Now, maybe Zion isn't the greatest uh, example say, for how, he for how he's playing. available right now. But I, I think, like, for those teams, like, for those cities, like, it, the wealth needs to be spread around, and Cincinnati hasn't had a lot of good happen to it. Uh, I, and and I was happy to see it yesterday. I was happy to see. So, them do you get a think that the that? So, would you feel like that if Seattle won, you know, six out of twenty Super Bowls? Well, if I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to cheer for the cheer for the Seahawks. If the uh, but Bucks won six out of twenty Super Bowls, it'd be a different different idea if it was the 49ers or the or the Cardinals to have that dominating run, but. This is a, like there are very few franchises like Cincinnati in the National Football League. There, there just there, there, there aren't a lot like them where their their history is pretty much miserable. There isn't a lot to uh, be excited about. Like it's different. Like the Giants stink, but we're like ah, good New York City. You know, like yeah, but they've won a couple up. of but a year yeah. saying that they that they got two Super Bowls with with Eli. So you know. They're they're okay. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're, they're like fine. The kids but you are can't all right. 
you can't compare like what the, the the New York market and the Cincinnati market and and to what the Giants to your point of what their history is to what Cincinnati is. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL, but there are very few teams that have a history like Cincinnati does and such a poor history. So to see them have success and to see them actually win in a game that I didn't have anything invested in, I didn't care who was going to win, found myself rooting for Cincinnati and I'm glad that they have someone like Joe Burrow now for that organization. Spreads the wealth a little bit in the NFL. See, see I don't care about the wealth part of it. I just like that that teams have stars and that they're not wasting those those stars because historically uh the 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 Bengals would have gotten a Joe Burrow type, a Achilles Smith or some other, you know, high first round quarterback and it wouldn't have worked out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. because they didn't have the pieces around them. They wouldn't spend free agent money, all of those sorts of things. As opposed to now, you are you you have the Bengals really trying to compete with a star quarterback, and I appreciate that part of it. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Byer, on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Cowboys have the football, but facing a first down and 20 near midfield. They're down nine in this game. Niners lead it 16-7. to San Francisco's led from the get-go. Dallas was able to put some points on the board, and then the Niners answered with three. But again, San Francisco right now with a nine-point lead. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, keeping you up to date of what's happening in these playoff games. Coming up next... George Reister has changed his tune and owes an apology to one NFL superstar. That's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, they are at the half. Niners able to get a first down and run out the clock. San Francisco leads Dallas by that 16-7 score in that NFC wild card matchup. If the 49ers win this game, they will go to Green Bay to face the Packers next week. If the Cowboys make a comeback, well, they would go to Tampa and face the Buccaneers. The Cowboys would and leave the Packers to have the winner of tomorrow night's game between the Cardinals and Rams. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We're kind of smack dab in the middle of the uh, wildcard weekend, maybe a little past the halfway point because we are in game number four of the six. And in game number two last night, the Buffalo Bills dismantled the New England Patriots 47 to 17 and George Reister has has come around and he has finally changed his tune George Reister do you want to issue an apology a proclamation um, a change of thought uh, you know where I'm going with this is there is there a better way to describe uh, what you need to say about a certain quarterback on one of the teams let's see he's thinking I know he's thinking He's probably thinking while he's got no, his, what, his, what, his mic on mute. I have no idea mute. what you're talking yeah. about, Dan. You, you, have no, you nope. have no idea what I'm talking about. No. So let's, let's – well, the two quarterbacks last night, one was Mac Jones of the Patriots, and then the other was Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. And George Why would I need is, to apologize to Mac Jones? You know, <laughs> I actually wanted the same thing. I didn't think that you would need to apologize to Mac Jones. However – when it comes to one Josh Allen, who went 21 of 25 for 308 yards and five touchdown passes last night, 
Uh, also added 66 yards rushing for Buffalo on six carries. Yes, Josh Allen wasn't a one-man show, but sure did a lot as Buffalo advances to the AFC Divisional Playoff round. And, George, are you sure there's nothing that you want to say to Josh Allen or about Josh Allen? Uh, here, here's what I will say about Josh Allen and not to Josh Allen because I about Josh Allen, I would absolutely say that I have – that this dude has improved more in four years – than I've ever seen any other quarterback do. Overall, this dude is outstanding. And now a bad game looks like an outlier result. And I have not been more wrong about a player than Josh Allen. But I do not owe an apology. And the reason why I don't owe an apology is because I still stand by everything that I said at the time. I thought he was going to be a bust. And, and I, I didn't think that... I thought he had a big arm. All I knew he was physically. I knew he was a good athlete. All of those things. But he had been inaccurate. He was inaccurate when he first got in got in the league. It did not look like it was coming together. And and Brian Dable and testament to Josh Allen's hard work and his talent as well. This dude is an absolute stud. So so I still think that my reasoning and logic was sound I was just clearly I mean this kid just clearly improved at a rate that I cannot ever remember a quarterback improving it but why did it take you so like why did it take you to the AFC wild card game in his fourth year his oh it didn't it didn't I, I said it last year last year I was like I am and and even on this program last year I was like Yo, this kid is good. I'm waiting on the other shoe to drop. Like, and and I even asked at the beginning of this season. I said, which, like, is Josh Allen the guy we saw last year, or the guy that we saw the the previous seasons? Like, is he going to come back down to to earth? And I think that we saw a regression a little bit from last season, and la and and last season maybe is his greatest season of his career but if that but if this is the if this season is the mean like if this is you know what he is on a year in and year out basis that's a top 10 quarterback or a top seven quarterback top five potentially in some years so I'm excited about what I'm seeing about about him and if what we got this year is like is the baseline like you can pencil him in for this oh my god the, the the bills are in great shape that's that's I think what what is it stood out about last night and why I think it's important as we sit there and we we look at so many quarterbacks and try to find out their their value and their worth and who's going to project is that Josh Allen put that type of performance together against the division rival um arguably the uh, yeah the best head coach that we've seen in NFL history uh in in Bill Belichick to do that on that sort of stage uh, when the temperatures were not advantageous, wasn't like it was a 65-degree night you know, in South Florida where you weren't dealing with any of the elements. To do what he was able to do with that opponent in that setting, I think sets him apart. And I think that when you – like when we talk about Lamar Jackson, I, both 
great quarterback, same draft class, and that's actually how our whole Josh Allen thing came up on the show. Is it was not this past season, but the year before when you and I were talking about the quarterbacks from that 2018 draft class and Lamar had his MVP and Josh Allen was not an MVP consideration at that time, we had kind of started to try to rank the the quarterbacks. The point being is Lamar Jackson does have an MVP uh, under his belt. And Lamar Jackson is not a perfect quarterback. We know that. There are times that he puts his team in really tough spots. However, he still won an MVP. If Lamar Jackson would go in a playoff game and dominate a playoff game like Josh Allen did last night, I think we would have a different discussion about him. Yes. And and I think that the narrative would, would change because the thing, the knock on Lamar was, and even because they, they had the number one scene, they lost to the Titans who, who went to Baltimore and ended up beating them. And last year, they kind of got revenge, but it wasn't because of Lamar. And then when they lost to the Bills, it was his pick six as they were driving. Like Those are the moments that you need for a quarterback. So while, while we have all these quarterback discussions, I actually like it when it comes down to big moments, George. And we're talking about, okay, what did they do in the biggest moments? And I think that last night, even though Josh Allen's been in the MVP conversation for the last couple of years, I would argue that, and, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that one of the reasons why you had the change, the true change of heart last night was because of the circumstances and the the how big that game was last night for no, last, to see him perform. See, last, last night was just an acknowledgement of what I've already thought because you get validation in the playoffs. Like that... I I always say this, and this applies more in the NBA than it does in the NFL because people throw out that term superstar. He's a superstar all the time, right? And superstars, like there's a difference between somebody who's famous and somebody who's a superstar or somebody who's a good player and somebody who is a superstar because superstars show up and do heroic things in playoff games. Like, uh, of course, the regular season stuff matters. But when you turn on the playoffs and you're like, bro, this dude is money. I mean, it's it's like playoff Rajon Rondo. He's different than regular <laughs> season. Like, you can count on him every single playoffs. Yeah. And, or like Robert Ori. Most. or yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Robert or, or like Blake Griffin when he was with the Clippers. Great regular season. Playoffs, eh. Is he a superstar? Nope. Nope. Was he a really good player? Absolutely. And I think that that's where sometimes that 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 gets lost. And with Josh Allen, he's becoming a superstar in front of our eyes because he's gone from doing crazy weird stuff in the playoffs to where where it's head-scratching and you want to punch him in the face if you're a Bills fan – to now you're like, oh, I trust this guy. He may, He's responsible. He makes good choices on the field, and he helps my team win. So he's a dude that has come a long way, and last night for me was just an acknowledgement of what we've seen grow just for a while now. I think that there is there's something that is that is unique to him as well where you can have the perfect game plan against him and he still can get away with stuff and beat you. And, and and Dawson Knox made a great catch at the back of the end zone in the I believe it was the first of the five touchdowns last night. And Allen said I was just trying to throw it away, and Knox ended up making the play and getting his two feet in. 
However, there's you you can plan everything you want and try to stop him, but because of what he can do with his arm and with his legs, it's very difficult. And the game that I thought that was most telling, and there were spots this year where people had questioned Josh Allen. After the first two weeks, they were one and one. He was mediocre uh, against the Steelers and against the Dolphins. You know, he had a nice game against Washington, but you're saying, all right, what is Washington? But it was the overtime loss to Tampa where he basically put the team on his back. And yes. Said, all right, we're coming because, back. Because that game was supposed to be over. Mm-hmm. That game was supposed to be over. I mean, it was that was a blowout and everything. And then that turned into not be a blowout. That was that part of it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, that was that was the one this year where I I, I think if if anybody still had any questions about Josh Allen, it was that game against Tampa where he put them to rest. And after seeing what he did to the Patriots last night, I I, I don't know what Kansas City's going to do to Pittsburgh tonight. And I think that Pittsburgh's <laughs> going to have I, I think that Pittsburgh's going to have more of a fight than the than the almost two touchdown spread that we've seen. And and in saying that, I don't know how many people believe in Tennessee. We don't know what they're going to get from Derrick Henry. But I think a lot of people were having the knee-jerk reaction last night of Buffalo being the best team in the AFC because last night they showed the team that we thought was going to be there all season long. And now in this 18-week, 17-game NFL, we know that you don't have to do that for 17 weeks or the 18 weeks in the 17 games. But you have to peak at the right time. And the way that Buffalo peaked last night – I think is a scary proposition for the rest of the AFC because they looked really, really good. And I think it was much more than just the Patriots. And I don't think it was payback. I don't think that they were they were trying to add on George last night for the dominance of the Patriots. I think Buffalo is trying to send a message to New England for what's about to happen over the next decade. I don't think that they Bro, care. You know, guys weren't was, there ten years ago. I, I think they're trying that to say was a- you know, hey, look at look at us. This is what you've got coming for the next 10 years. Oh, I thought that the best thing that happened to the Buffalo Bills was to get run over, literally run over by the Patriots in week um, when they when the Patriots only threw three passes. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was the optimal thing for them uh, because it embarrassed them. It made them play better. Um, yeah, it. it it was the best thing for them. I thought it was outstanding. It was a it was a wake-up call, and the Bills delivered their own yesterday. Today's show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. More NFL news coming up next, including Russell Wilson's future in Seattle. Could be up in the air once again. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Get you updated on what's happening with this Niners-Cowboys game. 16-7, 16-7. San Francisco continues to lead Dallas. Now 10 minutes left in the third quarter. The 49ers thought that they uh, were getting the football back. George... They sacked Dak Prescott, had fourth and forever. Cowboys punted it away, and then a roughing the kicker call has given Dallas new life, but Dallas facing a third down and seven from their own 45-yard line, trying to convert. Well, they also had a chance to get the ball back again right there, again right there, except for Jimmy Jimmy Ward couldn't couldn't track the football. (laughs) I mean, Dak Dak punted it to him, basically. And, uh, yep. So, yep, that wasn't good. Yeah, but, Dak uh, chucked one down the field, and, and Ward was doing circles. He was like Willie Mays, you know, like trying to make the over-the-shoulder catch. And uh, fouling complete would have been a, a punt for – essentially a punt for Dallas on uh, what would have been a second down. But they failed to convert in the third and seven. So Dallas now will punt it back to San Francisco, and the 49ers just won't have as good a field position as uh, they would have – Prior to that, roughing the kicker call. I mean, they were that you. They didn't go for it on fourth and one. This is the interesting part of it, George. Is it, we were talking earlier when they kicked the field goal and from uh, the twenty-two yard line instead of going for it on fourth and one. Did San Francisco in a situation like that? It sure seemed that maybe the Niners may have had a punt block sort of scenario on to try to put the game away or to try to uh, to really take momentum. Could have backfired, but again, I believe that Kyle Shanahan, and the outcome has proved it, just feels that he has a better team than the Dallas Cowboys. And I think it's it's difficult to argue against that because if you really look at the way that the Niners' wideouts have been playing, even outside of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's a first-round pick a couple of years ago, has turned into a really good player. You've got Juwan Jennings, who has become a viable option we know what George Kittle can do. We see Elijah Mitchell. And we look at the Cowboys. There's no Michael Gallup. He's he's done for the year. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't seem to be the player that he once was. Uh, now you're relying on Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. And CeeDee Lamb didn't have the greatest of years, especially if you drafted him in a fantasy league. There's 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 When you look at what the 49ers have and maybe what Dallas doesn't have, makes it an even closer game than than some would have thought. Like, the 49ers have some guys, and right now those guys are doing the work against Dallas's guys. Yeah, and Dallas is getting whooped up front right now. They they can't, like, they've had some nice runs, but overall they can't protect Dak at the level that they need to. They can't stop the run at the level that they need to. They, and then the fact that and everything that San Francisco does is based upon play action is their ability to run well sorry is their ability to run the football and then that opens up the play action because now those linebackers have to come up and fill gaps and it's like oh no the quarterback still has it oh george 
George Kittle. Oh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, uh, Debo Samuel. Right, right behind the linebackers. Easy throws. And those are the things that make it effective. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo, his completion percentage is super high. Analytics love him. But then it's when when you can get San Francisco in must-pass situations, that's where he does not thrive. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Usually at this time, we are joined by our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Just got word from Adam. He's going to join us in about an hour. Adam, based out of Philadelphia, and the Eagles had their uh, obviously their playoff game today against Tampa. So Adam is going to join us 60 minutes or so from now to give us the latest, because there's a lot of news in the NFL when it comes to, to coaching hires and a lot of news to uh, what's happening around uh, player movement-wise, especially in Seattle, where there was a report earlier today, George, from the NFL Network, is saying that Russell Wilson wants to investigate, and I'm, I'm reading from the NFL.com story from Ian Rappaport, wants to, quote, investigate other destinations to see if those would put him in a better position to win another championship and create the legacy he sees for himself. That's what Ian Rappaport wrote today about Russell Wilson's intentions. So last year, Russell Wilson took Super Bowl week to try to say that, yeah, I want out of Seattle, but don't really want to say I want out of Seattle. And now he's taken wild card weekend, a week removed from the from the regular season, to now have this report pop up. And 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 I know that his agent declined comment, but to me, George, this is so Russell Wilson driven for a guy who is under contract for the next two years. It's just it's bad form. I, if I'm Seattle, I'm annoyed by this. So now you got to deal with this for the next two or three weeks. We know that there's likely going to be a change in Seattle. But to see Russell Wilson trying to curry favor and say this whole, I want to stay in Seattle, you know, my, my, uh, my hope is to be there. He just wants everybody to like him, but he also wants what he wants, and he wants out of Seattle. Okay. He just doesn't First, want anybody to say, like, oh, Russ, why did you leave us? He doesn't want that, but he doesn't have the cojones to say that. Is- Oh, Dan, I mean, we got to keep it con- consistent here, man, because on, on on one hand, Tom Brady always said the right thing, always said the right thing when he was in New England, no matter what, right? Always said the right thing because he's a company man. Russell Wilson is a company man. He's the face of your franchise. He's not going to embarrass you publicly. He's not going to come out and say the unspoken thing really publicly. And now, and and he handles the business behind the scenes, which is what you're supposed to do. Same thing that, that LeBron does. The The trade deadline is coming up for the Lakers. Is he talking to Rob Palinka and other guys about how they're going to get the team better? Hell yeah. But is he going to say that publicly? Nope. And that's the same thing that Russell Wilson is doing. And I have no problem with it. You have no problem with Russell Wilson going and trying to uh, to find suitors and, and having these sources tell NFL insiders that he wants out. I completely doubt that Russell Wilson was leaking this to uh, pe- people. No way. He's too much of a company man to do that. I believe that that the that the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, that they're all like, yo, we're not sure about this. Let's let's all explore our our, our options and see what the and or or Seattle is saying, all right, look, we we understand that 
we could get something for Russell Wilson. So why don't you guys figure out if it is even because he's got a no trade clause. If any of these places are even feasible, that way we don't even have to do all of this hypothetical. Maybe if, you know, like just see where you would want want to go and then we'll see if it's even possible. And then that's how we'll go about from one thing to the next. Uh, just a quick update from Dallas. Uh, 49ers pass rusher Nick Bosa ruled out for the rest of this game with a concussion. So the Niners, who have the ball deep in their own territory, uh, still up nine on the Cowboys, 16-7 to with nine minutes left. My whole thing, though, George, is how does this now become a story again? And the reason that it becomes a story is because it's Russell Wilson wanting to look elsewhere. He's got two years left on his contract. If you are two years left on your contract – why are you trying to explore all of your options? And what and do you why, mean? Like your your options are to return to Seattle next season, and and then again in twenty twenty three, if you're no, under contract Dan. for every everybody has options agent, every year, you can go and look and say, hey, I want to I want to look around. I'm not going to re up with my team. I want to test free agency. What he's are you testing talking about, Dan? When he's not a free agent. Are you kidding? No, no. What he's what he's doing is is because if the team is not willing to trade him it doesn't matter so so the so the only reason why he would be exploring anything is because the team is willing to trade him that's the uh, first thing and the and the uh, second thing is is now you're trying to to uh, play the a contract is a contract game when when a contract is not a contract for the team the the a uh, contract is a contract for the for the team as long as it's favorable to uh, them because they'll trade anybody anytime that doesn't have a no trade clause. So so uh, listen, there's nothing wrong with this on Russell Wilson's be- behalf, but a lot of this is done by by the Seattle Seahawks as well. I just find it interesting. That the message was, you know, I want to be in Seattle. I want to be the guy in Seattle. I hope to play my whole career here. Yet a year ago, his agent threw out teams that he'd be interested in going to. And now, just two or three days after a meeting was held between Seahawks owner Jody Allen and head coach Pete Carroll and GM John Schneider, where the the essence of it is that both Schneider and Carroll are returning in 2022 and it's business as usual on that front that now just two days later, we have a report that Russell Wilson wants to look at other options. And we've spoken with Adam Kaplan and we'll get his thoughts on this again in about an hour from now, who has said that he expects this marriage to break up. I just don't think it's coincidence that so now that maybe we find out it that was Pete the Carroll Seahawks saying, Schneider, but so maybe but it, it was the Seahawks saying Russ, you go find somewhere that you want to play and we'll make the trade 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 happen but here is what we need as far as compensation the the piece by Ian Rappaport said those close to Wilson say he wants to investigate other destinations uh in to put him in a better position to win a championship if that's because if that's because the, case. the team told him i mean i mean i mean i'm just saying is that is that you you have to remember that who the source of these things come come from because because teams want to win the narrative they want to win the so narrative. does russell wilson yes but if but if ian rapaport's source is a team source 
then 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 both of those things it, it, it's one of those it's kind of true right because if Russell Wilson says listen I want to win a championship I want us to compete blah 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 and the team says hey man why don't you go out and look for a trade then 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 the then the team source says to Ian Rappaport hey Russell Russell Wilson is looking to explore his uh, options which is 100% true right but it's but it's not acknowledging the the fact that the that that the team was the uh is is on board with this and supports it because they want that as well this isn't this isn't a Matthew Stafford sort of deal where it's like hey I've been here that long you know what I kind of want to go to a contender you guys want to rebuild I I don't think that it's it that simple I I don't think that it's I don't think it's that cut and dry where both sides are kind of like all right they may want to part ways but I don't think that it's ac- you know I I don't think that it's acrimonious I I mean I I I think that they are I don't think that they're on the same page. I don't think that they are, are lovable. I don't think that they're okay. Yeah, let's do this. That's that's not what I think that they are. I think that there is there is some uh, tense uh, times in Seattle, and that one group would like to see the other group uh, not be there. And now that we find out that Pete Carroll and Josh Schneider are going to be there, I think that tells us that Russell Wilson doesn't want to be there. That's the sense that I get from this. I think and, that they both want to to uh, to uh, part ways, and that they're choosing Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. I think I, I actually I, I I think that that could be the case as well, but in the end, it is Russell Wilson who has two years left on his contract, and if he's looking at other options, yeah, Seahawks have an opportunity to to look to trade him, but if you're the franchise quarterback, why not why not stick up for your franchise and say, I'm going to be here uh, no matter what? Stick up for like your franchise. Dan, Dan, players are not supposed to stick up for the franchise. They are because the franchise doesn't love them. It doesn't care about them. The franchise is going to do what's best for the franchise at all times. So the idea that players should, oh, you you guys got to stand behind your franchise. The franchise doesn't stand be behind you. The franchise's love is absolutely one hundred percent conditional. You know, you know what bothers me, and we'll get to David Gascon in just a second. And I used the Matthew Stafford situation as a point to this was there was a, there was almost like a joint message released by the teams. Like we have spoken together, you know, like we, we've, we've talked this over. We feel it's best for both parties to, to part ways. And, you know, we'll be listening to offers and you can say like, okay, I get that, but that's not what this is. This is Russell Wilson coming out now in the second straight off season of questioning on whether he should be in Seattle or not, or want wanting to look at greener pastures. And it just seems like he's so trying to control the narrative and he so wants to be well-liked, but he's trying to do it in a way where nobody gets mad at him. Yet he's the one that continues to do this now in the second straight offseason about wanting his way out. If he really wants out of Seattle, guess what? He'll be a free agent, you know, come, you know, Listen, two years after the, if the, if the two team years from now. didn't want him out of Seattle, he wouldn't be out of Seattle. Like, like that's the thing about this is that it's not a one way street. Russell Wilson can want out of Seattle all he wants to, but the because he's not going to pull an Antonio Brown, he's not going to pull a Le'Veon Bell and not show up because he's a company man. Like he's going to show up to play ball, but the the and the biggest difference is 
is that is that he's a guy who obviously is going to show show up but but at the same time you have to really under uh, understand that that Seattle is at a deficit in talent in some areas and Seattle wants to improve itself to make itself a contender again and i i i used the same example in Houston where where it's they are in a situation to where they they won a Bentley on on the prices right, but they can't pay their light bill. They can't put food on the table. All of all of, all of this stuff, but they got a brand new Bentley in the garage. So so now what do you do? Because you can't pay for gas for the Bentley. You can't drive the Bentley if you get a flat tire. There's nothing you can do with the Bentley. But if you sell the Bentley. Now you have an opportunity to pay your bills off, to get a fresh start and, and all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that you don't want the Bentley. It just means that it's optimal in that situation for you to get in a better position by doing that. And that's where the Seattle Seahawks are. That's where Houston Texans should have realized that because they could have been dumped uh, Watson prior prior to the allegations but instead, nope, they, did, they didn't want to do that. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We have kept David Gascon waiting a long time. Let's go to the news desk for the latest of what's happening in this <laughs> Niners-Cowboys game Dan, here. to be fair, other hosts do worse, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> We're super late Shot fired across the bow. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you guys are talking about this, i got to ask you, Dan, do you think this validates Richard Sherman? I, I think that was so long ago. Like, I, like, but, and, and, I know it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but I, I think it's it's. I also think that defensive players had a shorter shelf life than your offensive players. Sure, so you do have to treat them a little bit differently. But man, I mean, it's. I know it's a few years ago, but that defense was so dominant. Yes, and it was dominant from all three layers. Defensive line, linebackers, and secondary. Yeah. So it, when Cliff Averill got hurt and Michael Bennett uh, ended up moving on, there was no pass rush, and that also then, you know, yep. started some of the dominoes of everything that went down in Seattle. Fascinating. Well, we shall see. Uh, as we were engaged in that, Dak Prescott just threw a pick. Uh, San Francisco without Nick Bosa right now in the second half. He's out with a concussion is in plus territory at their 26-yard line of Dallas. They're up 16-7. to That is the first turnover for Dak Prescott, who's 12 of 23 for just 113 yards. And there goes Debo Samuel to the house. Guys, they are now up 22-7 to San Francisco. So maybe not going for a fourth down and one has worked out so far for the United <laughs> um, So PAT away from going up 23-7. Uh, to Guys, this ballgame's got 5.50 to play in the third quarter. Jimmy G is 12 of 18 for a buck 46. No touchdowns, no INTs, but more importantly, Micah Parsons has not gotten to him yet either. He has not been sacked so far in this contest. Debo Samuel, six rushes, 48 yards, a touchdown run. Seconds ago, two receptions for 34 yards. Tampa Bay advanced. They dismantled Philadelphia, 31-15. Brady, two touchdown passes, 271 through the air. Jalen Hurts had two picks in this affair. Had a touchdown pass, but they got bounced out of the postseason. Fellas, turnovers into points, man. 
Man, this this thing is over. It is done. There is no way Dallas <laughs> is coming Cowboys. back from this. Oh, oh don't you do that, Dan. Don't you do it that. It is done. This Mark feels just like Tampa Bay versus the Bills. Feels like Tampa Bay versus the uh, the uh, Bills. And I think that if you're going to que- – I mean, are you questioning Dak Prescott's ability to lead a comeback? I'm questioning the Cowboys' ability to come back. It's not just Dak Prescott. I I just I don't I don't see it happening even with Nick Bosa out of the game. I the 49ers defense uh is lively. They are after Dak even without Bosa. I just don't think it happens. Still within two scores, still 16 points. Maybe the Niners should have gone for two in that scenario, but 23 to 7 is the score. He's George Reister, I'm Dan Bayer. The game is back for the first time in 2022. How will George Reister score? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Cowboys forced a punt after the Niners extended their lead to 16. So San Francisco has the football. 432 left to go in the third quarter, and the Niners are up 16 on Dallas. If San Francisco holds on, they'll be going to Green Bay next week for the divisional playoffs. George, right now we go to a game that had been on hiatus for the last 18 weeks because of our NFL Red Zone show, but it's back once again. We present to you easy as one, two, three, four. George has the help of our crew, Iowa Sam, Ryan Bershinger, David Gascon, serve as the lifelines. I give George a topic. He doesn't have to give me all of the right answers. He just has to give me some of them. George, are you ready to play easy as one, two, three, four for the first time in 2022? Absolutely. All right, let's start it out. George, I need one of two Raiders quarterbacks that most recently won a playoff game. So the last two quarterbacks that won a playoff game for the Raiders, I need one of the last two. Uh, Rich Gannon. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. Show me Rich Gannon. Yes, it was Rich Gannon. Obviously, they led the Raiders to Super Bowl to 37 against the Buccaneers, where they ended up losing. Prior to that, Jeff Hostetler was the Whoa. last. Yes. So before Gannon, it was Jeff Hostetler. One for one for George Reister. The goal is a perfect score of 10. George, the Eagles saw their season come to an end today. They did not get the running game going. What I want to know, two of the three, name two of the three all-time leading rushers for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles' all-time leading rushers. Okay, 
I am going to go with LaShawn McCoy and Brian Westbrook. Are those your final answers? Yes, sir. No lifelines needed. Let's see if it works out. Show me LaShawn McCoy. Number one on the list, 6,792 yards. Show me Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, third on the list. I would have considered 995. Deuce Staley was fifth, so he really? was not. Wilbur Montgomery was second. Who? Randall Cunningham is actually sixth. Wilbur Montgomery, uh, 1980s Eagles running back, uh, late 70s, uh, early 80s. Okay. So he was second. So you got LaShawn McCoy. You got Brian Westbrook. You are three for three. The 49ers are playing right now, hoping to get back to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have five Super Bowl titles in their history. George, I want to know. Name three of the four cities where the Niners won their five Super Bowl titles. So the Niners, yeah, I want to know the cities where they won their Super Bowls. There are four of them. One of them was obviously twice. Please name three of the four cities that the Niners won their Super Bowls. Okay, I know that they had their biggest win in uh, New Orleans, and then they won also in... God, uh, I want to say San Diego. So I, I am going to go first to David Gascon. David Gascon has a lifeline. I was going to say Pasadena. Yes, yes, yes. There we, there we go. Um, you don't have Pas- to bring the Pasadena because that because that because that was when they played the uh, the uh, Chargers. Right. Yeah. You don't have to mention the New Orleans one too high either. Just... Why? <laughs> well, uh, <real> hurtful. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, two California cities. All right. So, and, and maybe God. So they where they beat the Bengals. That was in New Orleans, wasn't it? I thought that was the one they beat Denver in. Oh, ne- yes, 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 yes. So maybe, God. Okay, I'm just going to guess because this city has hosted a lot of Super Bowls. Oh, Miami? Okay. Yep, Miami. There okay, we go. Okay, so, so you have Miami, and then what were the two others? New so Orleans. New Orleans. And uh, Pasadena. Pasadena. Okay. All right, show me the Big Easy at New Orleans. That is correct. Super Bowl 24, they did take care of Dave's Broncos with ease. Ouch. Show me Miami. Yes, that's actually where they won two. Super Bowl 23 over the Bengals and Super Bowl 29 over the Chargers. And finally, is it Pasadena? Oh, no. No, it is not Pasadena. San Diego? No, actually, the Bay Area. They played at Stanford Stadium when they beat the Dolphins in Super Bowl 19. Yes, okay, it wasn't their own that. stadium. And then I mentioned it earlier in the show, I thought, when the Bengals and Niners played the first time in Detroit, Super Bowl sixteen. Oh, and, they did. Yes, yeah. in the old Pontiac <clears throat> Silverdome. All right, final one. You've got Bursch and Iowa Sam as lifelines. Name four of the five teams that the Cincinnati Bengals have beaten in the playoffs. Yeah, there are only five teams the Bengals have actually beaten in the playoffs. I need four of them. Okay, uh, the Raiders, <laughs> we uh, just saw that. 
And I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Ryan Bershinger while I oh, continue boy. to try well, to remember. The Raiders one is the only one that happened during my lifetime. So uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea. I, I would just guess some AFC teams. Okay, uh, I have yeah. to go back to my former quarterback coach when I was there. I think mm, they – And we're running short on time, aren't we, Iowa Sam? 30 I'm seconds. Go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm going to have to take my last lifeline on the back end. Okay, that's it. The final question. No cheating in the meantime. Okay. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We'll wrap up easy as one, two, three, four as the Niners continue to lead the Cowboys 23 to 7 with 55 seconds remaining in the third quarter. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That's next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Bit of craziness going on in Arlington, Texas. As you heard David Gascon say, the Cowboys just ran a fake punt, had a fourth and five from about their own 47-yard line, able to convert but, George, I had never seen this before on what happened next. The Cowboys, using their punt personnel, then were going to line up, and I don't think they were going to run another play, but they at least tried to make the 49ers think that they were going to run another play. The 49ers ended up subbing players in. The Cowboys then ended up subbing their offense in. Dallas looks for a spark on a, on a fake punt. I don't know how... San Francisco couldn't have been prepared for that sort of play, but Dallas does have a bit of life down 16 early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and th this is what I told you, Dan. Like, these teams do not give up. It is very – it is hard to win NFL games, dude. It is hard to win NFL regular season games, and it's damn sure hard to win playoff games because teams are so resilient and – and when when you get to doing what the quote unquote right thing is so many times, like the, the the way the game is set up, you have to execute over and over and over again. And there's always enough time. And and we've we've seen people score in 31 seconds in Super Bowls and in Russell Wilson. We've seen, you know, fumbles right before halftime when the Cardinals were playing the Steelers and then Harrison takes it all the way back uh, inexplicably. Like so it's just hard to win NFL games and you can't win them in the first quarter, can't win them in second, third, fourth. I'm, I'm sorry, third, but uh, it takes all the way to the end of the game to win them. Cowboys uh, now going to be facing a third down from their uh, to the 49er 38-yard line, third down and about nine yards can, for Dallas. Can I? Uh, down 16. Go ahead. While, while we're watching this game, can, can we just acknowledge that this 49ers team is rough, dude? Like, like they are a rough football team. Like, they – like, when I – the, the way I judge football teams is, right, <clears throat> and th this goes to college and the – and the NFL, but it's more so prevalent in, in in college. Have you noticed how when certain teams tackle that they just tackle rough? Like 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 they don't just tackle you; they mm -hmm. hit you and then get you on the ground. And I love that. Like that's the mark of a good football team. You see that from Alabama does it a lot. Georgia does it. Like the some of the best football teams 
are the ones that are the roughest because it is a physical sport and the 49ers are way more rough than the Cowboys right now. Ohio State doesn't do it, and that's why they changed half their defensive staff this offseason. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yes. so you know exactly what I'm talking about, where they, where like teams just, oh, where well, like they tackle guys, and when, and when, when they hit them, instead of them, they, where the offense always falls for, for another yard or two, whereas some teams, when you're watching them, you're like, as soon as they hit them, the play's over. They don't yes. go any further. Yes. And for those of you, we will complete our game in a little bit, but the Cowboys ended up having to settle for a field goal. And if you watched it on Nickelodeon, it went right through SpongeBob's mouth. So it's 23 to 10. I don't think you get any extra points for that. But SpongeBob did eat the field goal kick uh, from Dallas by Greg Zerline. So the Cowboys now within 13 after uh, being unable to convert uh, their fake punt into a touchdown. They did get some points. This is the the crazy thing about the the Niners, George, is I think we focus so much on Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, and I would even say a decade ago we were focused on Colin Kaepernick and we were focused on Frank Gore and what they did for that team. But when you look at the Niners, back then it was Navarro Bowman, it was Patrick Willis, those types of guys to bring uh, the energy and to bring that that toughness that you talk about here it's a little different but it's fred warner uh it's nick bosa who obviously isn't here it's those guys that also then bring the grit that the 49ers have we get so focused on the offense in what they do but this defense has been flying around and they look like they want to be there they look like they are happy to be there and i don't know if the same can be said for the dallas cowboys because there just doesn't seem to be a lot of juice but you get a lot of juice from the Dallas or from the San Francisco defense, and I think we focus so much on offense that sometimes we don't recognize what those defenses do. And I think the 49ers team from a decade ago uh, is not the same exact types of players, but you still get that energy from those types of players, specifically the the linebacker position. Yeah, it, it's always good when you see, you know, good linebacker play, good hard. You know, just just play in general. And, you know, that's what we're seeing right right now from this 49ers team. And when you look at Dak, this is one of the times where 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 remember I said that throughout a playoff run, every single every single championship team, their quarterback has to be a superhero at some point in time. Mm -hmm. This is Dak's moment. This is Dak's moment where he has to be a superstar if they're going to win. I don't I I don't see it happening. I, I don't I don't see it. I there's also something going on with with the weapons. And I didn't at one point I didn't think that I didn't think that Dallas was short on weapons because no. you could throw Cedric Wilson in there and he's he's getting stuff from Dak. He, um, Malik Turner's seen action. They've got two tight ends that are you you know that they utilize in addition to having Amari Cooper, C D Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard and those guys. But Zeke doesn't seem to be the same. Mentioned Michael Gallup's injury earlier. He's not there. There's something going on with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. CeeDee Lamb has three targets today, zero catches on the day. The only time he's done anything, he had a carry for five yards. That, that's, And I would think that CeeDee Lamb is actually Dallas's most dangerous player, and for them to not be able to utilize him and get him the football is, is would be pretty concerning, I think, if you're a Cowboys fan. 
Yeah, because and, and the troubling part about it is, is that you feel like Kyle Shanahan would be that if he had CD Lamb, that he would be using him. I mean, more like, you know, the 49ers are using mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. So so I think that that's probably the most frustrating part about it. But the, here, here's another dynamic of this. And um, and on my show the other day, we, we we heard some sound from I think it was it was either Ian Rappaport or Dan Patrick where where uh, they were talking about that if the Cowboys lose this game, then they're going to be ready or prepared to potentially elevate uh, to a fire Mike Mike McCarthy and make Kellen Moore the the, the head coach because they want to they don't want to lose Kellen Moore. Well, you and I have talked about this. This is this is something that we've talked about during the during the season of especially late in the year when Dan Quinn was targeted for jobs. When Kellen Moore interviewed for Jacksonville. And I've just brought up the point, if you're a Cowboys fan, how would you feel of losing both coordinators to head coaching jobs? And that's why I think that Jerry Jones had had such a had such a decision to make and has a decision to make because you can't afford to lose both guys. Dan Quinn could be the guy in Denver. I'm not saying all signs point to that, but when you're talking about uh, situations of, of moving forward, Dan Quinn in Denver seems to have some traction, according to reports. And so now you're going to lose the guy that kind of turned around your defense. And if there is an opportunity for Kellen Moore, the only guy that's left in town is Mike McCarthy. That just doesn't that doesn't doesn't seem right. And if you're a so, Cowboys fan, think about that. So you know? then, I mean, so would you choose Kellen Moore or keep Mike M- M- McCarthy? Yeah, no, I'd choose Kellen Moore. Like, I, I don't think that you can, you can, you can risk that. And and I know it's not the greatest message to send, but Mike McCarthy did bring in Mike Nolan last year, and that was a f- complete failure. It didn't work. You always, you had to you had to change coordinators after one year, so it wasn't like Mike McCarthy didn't have his opportunity. But really, to to save the franchise, I mean, imagine that. They kept Kellen Moore around to keep continuity and to allow Dak to continue to grow. And so now you've, you're going to lose a coordinator that helped turn around your defense and make Micah Parsons a star as he, you know, in his rookie season. You're probably going to have to come to grips to, to losing him. There's no way you can now lose Kellen Moore as, as, as a guy. No matter, no matter, honestly, George, even if Kellen Moore isn't it, even if he isn't the guy, I don't know if you can risk that for Dallas. I, I, I just. To have Mike McCarthy be the only you know guy to stick around next year, I I don't think would make a lot of Cowboys fans very happy. What you're saying is not unreasonable. It's not. I I, I get Uh-oh. it. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm sorry to interrupt. We may have just had one of those Jimmy Garoppolo throws. We may have just had one of those throws as Jimmy Garoppolo was just intercepted, and the Cowboys. There's a flag on the play. But the cow and it's a penalty on San Francisco, so Jimmy Garoppolo has turned the ball over. This is what we talked about earlier that there is going to be a throw or two in this yeah. game that Jimmy Garoppolo shouldn't make, and he just ended up making that throw. So Dallas now, thanks to Anthony Brown's interception, will he have threw it. it right to him. It, it was it was almost maybe Neil O'Donnell, Larry Brown esque. In that aspect of uh, Super Bowl Thirty, Good if you God, want to take the Cowboys badly, 
He had a so, wide open guy. He just missed him. So Dallas now takes over first and 10 at the 49er 28-yard line, down 13 with 9.36 left to go in this game. All right, speaking of games, let's finish our game, and then we'll give oh, you an geez. update on what Dallas <laughs> is doing. Let's wrap up easy as one, two, three, four. It gave George plenty of time to look up the answers during the break. Uh, just kidding. The Cincinnati Bengals have only beaten five teams in their entire playoff history. They may have beaten a team. Uh, they did beat one team twice. I wanted to know four of the five teams that the Bengals have actually beaten in their playoff history. George Reister, you were in the middle of having a lifeline, speaking with uh, Iowa Sam, I believe, and Ryan Bershinger. Your answers for naming four of the five teams the Bengals have beaten in their playoff Wait, history. Wait, do I do, do do I have any lifelines left? Because yeah, you got you got Sam and Ryan were yeah. available to you because you okay. used Dave earlier. All right, so I am going to go with I think I said the Buffalo Bills before we left, and yep. I said the Raiders, obviously. Yes. Um, and I actually got a little bit of tweet help, so I'm going to go with the Chargers, and now I am going to go – oh, wait, and um, I forgot – oh, 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 and um, and I do have a lifeline left, so I am – who am I going with? Who's our left? I well, we I used both Sam of them, Ryan. kind of, yeah, because Ryan said that none of these games were uh, – were, were occurring when he was yeah when he was alive <laughs> so but still know your history ryan bershinger you're you know right, this is what right. we expect know your uh, history or you're doomed to repeat it okay so <laughs> all right i am going to go with lord have mercy the Bengals. i i don't even have a reasonable guess like left i mean i i mean did did the did Warren Moon ever lose to them? Like did uh did the Miami Dolphins ever lose to them? God. That's the question you have to you have to ask yourself. I don't I don't I don't know. Wait, I actually Ryan, Ryan, give me I will give you an AFC team and you can choose out of out of that. So I'm going to okay. go Miami. I'm going to go Houston. Or because the Jets were terrible during so many of those years. Oh God, the Colts were bad. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go with yeah them. So 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 Ryan, so choose one of them. All right, I will say out of those, I will go with Miami. I'll play odds, knowing that they probably made the postseason more than those other teams during the, those times. So. Just to just to play the odds there, I will I will say Miami. Okay, cool. That's All right. where we're at. That's your final answer: Raiders, Bills, Chargers, and Dolphins. Yeah. All right. Show me the Raiders. All right. There you go. Six of seven so far. Show me the Buffalo Bills. We know the Raiders happened yesterday. The Bills they beat them twice, nineteen eighty one. And then in 1988, they beat the Buffalo Bills to actually advance to Super Bowl twenty three. Show me the Chargers. The then San Diego Chargers, who they beat to advance to Super Bowl 16 to face the 49ers in that frigid day in Cincinnati. And finally, to finish 9 out of 10, and easiest 1, 2, 3, 4, is it the Miami Dolphins? It is not the Miami Dolphins. Your reasoning was very good, George, and you actually did have one of the teams mentioned, the Houston Oilers. It was The Oilers actually were the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. Showed some of the graphics during yesterday's game, 1990. 
And oh, the other team man, beat, how did I miss it during the game? I'm so uh, yes. mad at myself. Uh, I sometimes uh, these answers are like in the question or, or may have been mentioned in the show, just like Jeopardy. Uh, the other team? The Seattle Seahawks, 1988, uh, AFC Divisional Playoff. Remember oh, the game when well. they were still in the AFC. God yes. dang it. Should have known, yeah. George. Dan always puts the Seahawks in yes, this question. Dan, I, yes, Dan. Yes. It's Ran been it so there. long since we uh, played that if it's NBA questions, it for sure involves a Bucks player or coach or, you, you know. Uh, uh, and if it is the NFL, it it some kind of way involves the Seahawks. I remember the right. Seahawks won the AFC West that year, but then had to go to the jungle in Cincinnati. They were they were pretty much out of it. It was a rough day for the Seahawks. Uh, Steve Largent scored a touchdown uh, late near the back of the end zone for him, but the Bengals ended up getting the victory. Speaking of getting into the end zone, Dak Prescott has just gotten into the end zone. A five-yard touchdown run. Dallas now within seven. Told and you. also, with 8.02 left to go, an extra point coming up, Fred Warner had to leave the game because of an injury. It looked like they were looking at his leg. Uh, don't yeah, know he was specifics. laid down on the ground. Yeah, and he, he looked pretty frustrated. I don't know if it was a bad play or if it's a bad injury, but they don't have Fred Warner on the field right now. And the Cowboys now, with the opportunity, will just tell you if this extra point by Greg Zerline is good or not. Now, the Cowboys have an opportunity to get within six, and they do as Zerline's extra point is good. 8.02 left to go. Jimmy G made one of those throws. Dallas now within six. Niners still lead at 23-17. to We'll give you the conclusion of that game, plus what could likely be the conclusion of Ben Roethlisberger's career. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Jimmy Garoppolo's worst pass of the day may end up being his best pass of the day. We will explain momentarily. First, Jeez. I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. And that means all sports, every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. 4.30 left to go in Dallas, and the 49ers are unable to convert a third and 12, but there is a flag on the play prior to the 49ers trying to convert this third and 12. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a pass to George Kittle out in the flat, and Kittle appeared to have caught the football, tried to get yardage. The ball ended up coming loose and was recovered by Dallas. Now, 49ers lead this game 23-17 to as Dallas is trying to make a comeback. However, replay shows that Jimmy Garoppolo's throw to George Kittle 
it came out of his hand weird, George, but it ended up being where it didn't even get to Kittle and ended up one-hopping uh, on the way to Kittle. It was ruled an incomplete pass, which was the correct call, but the 49ers ended up dodging a, pu- a bullet thanks in part to Jimmy Garoppolo's awful pass oh. to George Kittle. Oh. This on the heels of the other awful one that ended up being intercepted by Anthony Brown on the previous drive. Dan, and then he almost threw an interception right there. It was a hands-to-the-face that saved the nut. Dude, if Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback for my team, I would pull my hair out, dude, because you cannot trust him. You cannot. Like, he will find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, that that interception literally put the Cowboys back into the game. It's a second down and 10, as George said, that third and 12 ended up being wiped away because of the penalty on Dallas and illegal hands to the face at the uh, actually at the line of scrimmage. The uh, the infraction ended up happening, but the 49ers uh, unable to get anything on the first down now faces second and 10 from their own 42 yard line timeout situation. Both teams have all of there. So Dallas has three. San Francisco has three. I guess I'm curious, George, as we talk about storylines and how things play out. We were just talking about Mike McCarthy's future, especially if Dallas doesn't win this game, no matter the outcome. With how this game is played out, it would be, in my mind, devastating for either coach because Mike McCarthy's team being seemingly uh, uh, with no explosive plays on offense, really, the Niners' defense keeping them in check, Dallas just not having a lot of energy and being uh, physically abused by what the uh, 49ers have done, that's not good for McCarthy. On the flip side of things, George, I think it would be worse if Kyle Shanahan's team Blew another lead. Oh my like god! In this game, yes, dude, he would he'd be Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> except for Cliff Kingsbury's teams just fall apart in the end of the season. Whereas Kyle Shanahan's typically get better. But isn't that the reason why? Isn't this literally the reason why the 49ers drafted Trey Trey Lance to to like stop this from happening? Well, that and I think the quarterback of the future, but yeah. The, so the, now fourth and one, fourth and one, three so the, minutes to go in the game at the at your at the Dallas Cowboy forty nine yard line. Are you going for it right here, or are you? And you're only up six points. Uh, I would punt the football. Oh God, Dan! That well, means Dallas you would a, lose. Th- Dallas Going for it th- is the optimal answer. Dallas has all three of their timeouts. So it's not like you could run the clock out if you get the first down anyway. You have well, to go for this. There's no other option. They, are. They, ac- they actually just took a delay of game, so they are punting it. Here's why, here's why punting it's the right decision. Number one, I mentioned Dallas's timeout situation. Dallas was able to score, George, because of the short field that Jimmy Garoppolo just gave them. The way that the Niners have attacked Dallas, to make them go 90 yards or, at worst-case scenario, 85 yards. I mean, if they don't get this inside the 20, then it's a complete failure. But for what Dallas has been unable to do on offense and what the 49ers have been able to do, I, I think that this is the this is the right play. Oh, oh but, but since Jimmy Garoppolo is my quarterback, I, I would probably punt the football. If, if Joe Burrow... Justin Herbert, uh, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers. If any of these dudes are my uh, quarterback, 
I am going for it on fourth down. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to 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 not get the ball batted down, to not get his foot stepped on by the by the guard, to like you know like some kind of catastrophe would have befall the 49ers. So I I I take it back. I do believe that punting is the right answer because Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. And the 49ers did uh, at least punt them or pin them inside the 20-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 from about the 17-yard line. So C.D. Lamb fielded a punt, didn't get much. So Dallas is going to need to go 83 yards. Time is not going to be an issue. They've got all three of their timeouts. There is 2.42 left to go in the game. It's just the going 83 yards against this 49er defense. And as they just put up the graphic of the largest fourth-quarter comebacks in a postseason history, the Niners led this game by 16 points. Obviously, the Falcons lead over the Patriots of 19 points in Super Bowl 51 was a part of this. Dan Quinn on the Cowboys side of things was the Falcons head coach. As we mentioned, Kyle Shanahan, the Falcons offensive coordinator uh, at the time, now the 49ers head coach. Fred Warner's got an ankle injury and is questionable to return in this game. I don't think you're going to see him on this uh, drive here by Questionable means... You're not coming back if it's this much time to go into fourth fourth quarter, and and questionable at any point point in time in the second half. You're not coming back if if you're not back in two drives. Yeah, it's a burrito, bro. <clears throat> and and Dallas has just gotten a big play from Dak Prescott to Dalton Schultz. Is Dak made a play with his feet to elude pressure and then hit Schultz just over the outstretched hands of a 49ers defender, and Schultz is taking it to midfield. I mean, think, think about this. So Kyle Shanahan, again, on the resume of not only Super Bowl 51, but of as the head coach of the Niners in Super Bowl 54, they were up double digits in the game against the Chiefs with under seven minutes to go in that game and ended up not winning that contest. I mean this if this happens to Kyle Shanahan again, I mean you want to talk about you want to talk about a groundhog's day sort of scenario. That's what you've got with with San Francisco no. and you're talking about it's No, it, it will only games. reaffirm what what we already know that Jimmy Garoppolo can't be trusted. That's that's the reason why because Kyle Shanahan would have gone for it on that fourth down, I believe. Had had he had a different quarterback because of the different options, like if the 49ers are going for it, you know they're running it, right? Like, if, like if you're Dallas and and you're trying to play defense in that scenario, yeah, because he's you not going to trust are, him to pass yeah. the ball. He's yep, not yeah. going to trust him to pass pass the ball. Now, now imagine if he had Trey Lance at quarterback. Oh my God, the the the, the possibilities are literally endless. You hear me? So then, whose fault? Then, then is is there anyone to blame? I, I was going to say whose fault is that, but Jimmy Garoppolo has deserved to be able to play. Trey yes. Lance has been injured. Cur- we know that he was a long ter- longer term project. Yeah. So but- I'm I'm not saying that Trey Lance should be in the game at this point. I think that your best option is Jimmy Garoppolo. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is your best option. It also puts you in positions to where you do have to protect him from himself sometimes. It's just crazy with, with how this is, is played out. Where I, I agreed with the punt scenario, but you think of all the weapons that the 49ers have on offense 
to to go for it in that fourth and one if they if they ended up wanting to. Again, I don't think that in the in the grand scheme of things it would have made as big of a difference if they if they got it and then Dallas was able to make stops after that, then it would be a different scenario. I don't know if you'd be putting, you know, Robbie Gold out there for a, you know, 58-yard field goal to try to go up two scores. If Dallas got a stop, I think that 49ers still would have punted him away. It wouldn't have salted the game away if they ended up going for it on that on that fourth down. But to your point, maybe with a different quarterback in there, it gives them more options because I just think that you know that they're going to run the football if in that fourth and one situation. All right, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go over to the news desk with David Gascon as uh, we've, uh, what, hit the two-minute warning in Big D, Dave? We have, and I'm a little surprised on that fourth down decision for you guys, especially considering that Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are both out. Mm, that's a good point, too. I mean, if you if you feel that your two best defenders are not in – then why not go for it with your offense? It's, but I still don't think it's not it's not the difference in the game. And so if you turn yes, it over it there. Is. You don't think, what you don't are you think, talking about? You don't think the two best defenders for San Francisco being no, out changes the dynamic no. of the defense? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is this, is if you don't get the first down, yeah. now you're giving Dallas the ball at midfield, right. only down six without your two best defenders. Right. I'd rather make Dallas try to go... 83 yards. If they get the first down, Dallas calls timeout. They're still, they'd have two left. There'd still be a two-minute warning. They wouldn't be able to salt the clock down anyway. Yeah, but that makes a totally different scenario because Dallas would be out of timeouts if you get that it out of, out of timeouts at the two-minute warning assuming that you get your, assuming that they get a stop and you don't get another first, first down. So, But I am always I am, well, pretty much always choosing to end the game with the ball in my hands. And now Dallas, and this is the thing I said about Dallas coming into this game, is that they are either going to win. I'm sorry, but that if Dallas is going to lose a playoff game, it has to be in spectacular fashion. They just can't get get, get beat. Like something has to go 100% wrong. Like, Like there has to be some weird scenario if they're going to lose. And just, now they got fourth and 11, but also a flag. And I was just posing the question because unlike a few teams in the National Football League postseason right now, San Francisco's offense has has good balance. You know, you have Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brent Ayuk, and then, of course, George Kittle. So, I mean, you have weapons. and you, If you're Dallas, you still got a scheme on fourth and one. Who's getting the rock there, right? Yeah. Could be Samuel, well, could be that's, Mitchell. That was the issue that I thought, though, is I don't think that they would put it in Jimmy G's hands. Ah, I think that they that Dallas would have keyed on it being a run because you're thinking, hey, we're running over Dallas throughout this entire game. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. And that's why I think it made them one-dimensional. Oh, Dak Prescott rolling out on 4th and 11 through a deep pass. And if he would have been able to set his feet, he had Cedric Wilson down the sideline. It goes incomplete. So a turnover on downs. Ball's near midfield, but for San Francisco, right now they're about a minute 42 away from advancing the division round. Dallas does have all three timeouts remaining, and they are up right now by a score oh, of If he could have got his feet set, that was a tutty. Yeah. That was a touchdown. 23-17 with a minute Oh, and Fred Warner was back on the field. Oh, crazy. Uh, they're not only advancing whoever wins this game, but also Tampa Bay is advancing. They beat Philadelphia. 31-15. Guys, the nightcap with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Kickoff time at 8-15 Eastern. Kansas City, a double-digit favorite. I'm out. He's David Gascon. 
Thank you very much, Dave. I'm Dan Beyer. That's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. And now the Cowboys are going to start to use their timeouts as uh, the Niners only got one yard on their first down in 10. And this is this is what you – this is this is how it's played out, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But with what Dallas's offense was unable to do, George, in this game, it's why I just think pinning them back and making them go 85 yards or 83 yards against that defense was your best bet. In, in this day and age, in all the scenarios of what you would gain and what you could lose, to possibly give Dallas 35 free yards um, to play with by going for it in that scenario – just you know, just to to risk thirty five yards and um, only save yourself fifty seconds on the clock is kind of what the Forty ers would have ended up saving. Just to me, wasn't worth it, and why I think that they. Listen. What do you know? In twenty twenty two, it was the right decision to punt. No, it wasn't. What do you? That doesn't mean mm-hmm. it was the right it was. decision. No, it doesn't. It is if is you got you got lucky, and, and the reality is is that sometimes you just won't. And I'm a and I'm a firm believer in finishing the ball, finishing the game with the ball in your in your hands. And now, because of the conservative play again, they're going to end up having to punt, and Dallas is going to have an opportunity to get a first down. Well, here's the here's the kicker: Dallas just got called for holding on a run play, and and Randy Gregory just ended up tackling a 49ers lineman for some reason. I have no idea. But the Cowboys likely on that penalty have just sealed their own fate, which, by the way, would be their count on Why one, would he do that? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14th penalty. Yes, I counted just for the effect. Oh their 14th penalty today. Why would he do that? And it gave the 49ers a first down. Uh, the Cowboys have used uh, one of their timeouts with the penalty. Uh, interesting that it was a uh, now a false start on the 49ers, which doesn't make a huge amount of difference, but the clock was not running following that penalty. So there wasn't a Dallas timeout, but it does allow the 49ers to at least run uh, 40 more seconds off the clock than they wouldn't have in that previous. But 14 penalties today for Dallas as they trail the 49ers by six. Man, it was the right decision to punt. It just, it was. was Yes, it was. They're going to win the game, George. And and you just, you risk, you you risk to give them the ball at midfield just because. The game could be over already, Dan. We they could be in the locker room already with with the win. If they pick up that fourth and one, pick up a first down, game over, bro. It, it, but it is, but it, it wasn't is victory formation. Not when they had three timeouts and a two minute warning to go. If the 49ers didn't gain ten yards on that that next possession, the Cowboys would have had an opportunity to get the football back. They yep. would they wouldn't have any, any any timeouts. But you're still you know giving like the the risk of Giving them the football at midfield by going for it was just not the risk because there was no guarantee that you're going to be able to run out the clock. And right now, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I am mad at the Dallas Cowboys because the last thing I want are the San Francisco 49ers coming to town, which would be the scenario in this final minute 27 if that's how things play out. It's the last thing that I would want to do. 
Yeah. I thought Packer fans should be cheering for the Cowboys so they'd get either the Rams or Cardinals next week. But now you get this run-heavy team in San Francisco that uh, is going to want to hit. Yeah. Going to be an interesting affair in Lambeau Field that the 49ers could put their finishing touches on this one. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Cowboys have called their final timeout. Niners up 23-17, to facing a third down with a minute 21 to go. We will wrap this baby up. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. That's next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Niners on a third and 10 got 9.9 yards. So it'll be fourth down and about an inch. Dallas does not have any timeouts. There's one minute on the clock. The 49ers can run it down to about 30 seconds where they will have the ball at the Cowboys' 37-yard line. So now, George, the clock will continue to run, and the 49ers will have a decision to make on uh, on this fourth down. So what are you doing, they... Dan? Well, if it goes down to about 30 seconds, um, I would look to see where the Cowboys are lined up, and if you can sneak it, sneak it. But otherwise, I would then just uh, let the clock run out, run it down, and then punt one down, run some more time off the clock, and again, make the Cowboys go 80 yards in 20 seconds with no timeouts. Yeah, yeah. It, I would. So I would punt. I would. Oh man! I now, gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm quarterback sneaking it. I, I'm, I'm taking my chances. I am. Uh, according to a, a, a tweet uh, from Seth Walder of ESPN Analytics. He said that Shanahan made an egregious fourth down error by taking a delay of game and punting. Thank with you. With two fifty one left, their Wait, win whose, probability, their win probability that? model. If you go for it with an eighty six point seven percent chance of winning, if you punt it, it would be an eighty two percent chance. They needed a forty seven. I I am done with this stuff. They're about to win the game because they were going to make the Cowboys go 83 yards against a defense that has not okay. surrendered a lot this season. It doesn't did, do you do you remember Stefan Dix? Uh yeah. Yeah, when he was with Minnesota against the Saints that damn improbable tip tip. Oh, look look what I found. That's what happens in football, bro. <laughs> 
it's it, it yeah it does happen but then after the saints mess that up teams aren't doing that again so here's the deal 38 seconds left that's how much time is left the niners are facing a fourth and inches from the 38 yard line you get the fourth down game is over you run it out you take a delay a game and punt it you probably run about what 8 seconds off the clock make it 30 seconds and dallas has to go if you don't what get happens it? if you drop the snap if you get your punt blocked any you're 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 put you're going for a more risky play i i my friend <laughs> i'm not doing that i am keeping the ball in my in my uh in my own possession they cannot score that way the cowboys are uh anxiously when they're gonna put it's gonna be 40 seconds on the clock that's that's how much time is left so if the cowboys end up getting a stop here on fourth down and inches uh, lining up of course i would go 49ers have a timeout i would just hard count this until you know until you can uh instead they try to sneak it and jimmy garoppolo has got a first down however there is a flag on the play, so we will see on what this flag does, as it did come from the uh, line judge. We'll see if we have movement on the 49ers. Yeah, we have a false start on San Francisco, so now it's fourth and five. Fourth and Dude, five. Jimmy Garoppolo, he he put that work in to get that first down, though. He he went to the teeth, bro. He took a whack in what, the head, everything. I'm – I. What ended up happening is the Niners put Trent Williams in motion, and he was not set for a full second. So they called a uh, an illegal motion on on Trent Williams because he was not set for long enough, and that is why they got the penalty. So now the Forty Niners oh, on the Jimmy fourth Jimmy G's five, fault. That's Jimmy G's fault. <laughs> well, oh my we'll, God, will punt it. He finds a way to snatch the. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> I can't if, defend him. I can't defend him. I can't. I uh, there's nothing you could do. And the the uh, Cowboys don't have. Well, actually, they did have someone back. It was C.D. Lamb, but the ball goes into the end zone. So now there's 32 seconds left, and Dak will take over first and ten at the 20 yard line. Again, no timeouts. We are probably not going to be able to keep you to the end of this game as our time is running out here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. But now there is some game left to decide. 32 seconds left for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Again, no timeouts. You'd have to think anything uh, inbounds. They just need to get to midfield for a Hail Mary. That's what Dallas would need to at least have a shot in this game. Uh, the 49ers do have one timeout if they end up uh, needing it. So, George, if uh, if if the Cowboys end up uh, they end up running a bit of a hook and ladder as C.D. Lamb does get out of bounds and then comes up limping, uh, he may have turned his ankle. But C.D. Lamb's now out of the game for Dallas with 24 seconds left, and our time is almost done here. So, George. We will have to discuss this at another time. For George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Keep it locked for the finish. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.